This is The Space Shot, episode 41, for June 24th, 2017. Meteors, UFOs, and Muos 5. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On this day in 2016, I saw the Muos 5 launch at Cape Canaveral. It was hot and humid that morning, and the gathered crowd was slowly cooking under the Florida sun. The fact that most of us spectators were seated on metal bleachers at the Saturn V Center probably didn't help with the heat. Thankfully, the Atlas V lifted off right at the beginning of its launch window. Seeing the rocket leap off of the pad and then waiting for the sound to reach the spectators' area took me by surprise even though I knew it was going to happen. Seeing the launch in person was a fantastic experience, and I would encourage everyone to see a launch at least once in their life. The Atlas V that I saw launch was in the 551 configuration. 551 meaning that the Atlas had a 5.4 meter payload fairing, five solid rocket boosters, and the second stage with a single Centaur engine. This configuration has launched many significant spacecraft, notably New Horizons, which sped past Pluto in 2015, and the Juno spacecraft, which is currently in orbit around Jupiter. The Atlas family of rockets have also launched a huge number of classified and military payloads. The X-37B unmanned mini-shuttle can be launched by the Atlas V. The fifth MUOS, or Mobile User Objective System, functions as a global cellular service for the U.S. military. The spectrum that the MUOS satellites use gives them better coverage in remote and rugged environments. This type of frequency carries a speed disadvantage, with data speeds for those handsets topping out at roughly 2G speeds. For instance, downloading this podcast over a 2G network would take about as long as the podcast recording runs versus the roughly 30-second download time that most of you will have. Now for some more distant history. On this day in 1938, the people of the town of Chicora, Pennsylvania, saw a 500-metric-ton meteorite explode in the sky above their town. Thankfully, the meteor didn't cause widespread damage since it broke up in the atmosphere, but events like this underscore the importance of watching for near-Earth objects that could pose a threat to Earth. Also on this day in 1997, the United States Air Force released a report about the, quote, Roswell incident. The famous flying disc, or high-altitude balloon, was used during nuclear weapons testing during the 1940s and 50s. When this report was released in 1997, the New York Times summarized the report as, quote, No bodies, no bulbous heads, no secret autopsies, no spaceship, no crash, no extraterrestrial or alien artifacts of any sort, and most emphatically of all, no government cover-up. In some future episodes, I'll talk more about the events surrounding the crash and subsequent conspiracy theories that came about as a result of that crash. Tomorrow, SpaceX launches a flight of Iridium satellites from Vandenberg Air Force Base. I've got some German rocket history, a space station collision, and a shuttle launch. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Producing a daily podcast does take a lot of time, and I'd love it if you could take a minute to leave a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. It would also be awesome if you would subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you know that loves space, history, or pop culture. If you're so inclined, you can ask me questions and chat on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix on pretty much every social media network. 
I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.